0: Okay, so this is uh, Jan Jay, The Garage. This is Jillian.
1: And I'm Jack.
0: And today we're going to cruise into the topic of traveling to the co-pilot seat with our mental health statement being to enjoy scenery hours of no signal.
1: Yeah, because we are, like, conditioned to... uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be, like, attached to our phones at all times. And when we're not, we're not trained to be people to give up the driver's seat.
0: Where am I going with that? Where are you going with that?
1: Well, I'm I'm thinking that, like, it takes more than swallowing your pride to... Uh, let someone else take the driver's seat, even in a metaphysical way.
0: <laughs> You're being so philosophical. Oh my God, I can't say it.
1: <laughs>
0: class, I hate it.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I hated the class too, but I I discovered philosophy? a love for yeah, philosophy. Okay. I discovered a love for philosophy. So as philosophical. An
0: adult. It's difficult to say when it goes to a call to. Either way, what he is saying is that we're going to be talking that was the longest intro ever. Um, we're going to be talking today about our, again, a Montana trip. Uh, we've done a few trips where we fly into one destination and drive to another, uh, mostly to waste some COVID credits we had. Um, But also the easiest way for us to use vacation time wisely is to fly into one state and fly out of another because we get to enjoy everything without having to drive back to the main location. Uh, It does cost a one-way trip on a rental car, which does suck, but it kind of gets us into conquering those 50 states we're trying to get through. So it helps, but uh, on our... Flying to Seattle, drive to Montana road trip, which we did uh, in twenty twenty two. Yeah, the flag. He couldn't have said it sitting right next to me. Um, we did the uh, Glacier National Park.
1: We did, and it is a destination that what I would recommend to anybody, um, especially someone who is out of touch with nature, because that is a place to get in touch with nature.
0: It was like a a spiritual spiritual drive. We've done many road trips in our time together, and this one was definitely uh, maybe more humbling.
1: Yes, yes, Uh, especially with the the vast expanse of the Pacific Northwest really lends itself to um, the majesty of it.
0: Yeah, for real. Like this is a trip. I'm not gonna not admit that uh, I didn't cry through it. Um, just because. I mean, I do, I I love Idaho. It's it's weird to say coming from Chicago or the suburb, um, but it, it's weird to say that you could just fall in love with. Just this place, just this draw, dropping spiritual feeling location that we've gone to. Um, we still haven't figured out where we're going to end up in our retirement years, but we want to see what all of the 50 states have to offer and just to, to see the this world that we live in, but our Montana trip that we can manage together.
1: <laughs> right. And I've, I've moved myself to the co-pilot seat um, for road trips like this. Uh, Specifically, because I'm not a very good uh, uh, mountain driver, I should say. Because I I have a very bad fear of heights. um, And it's not so much a fear of heights because I love roller coasters. And I love scenery from high places. But it's the unsecured heights where you're going around the edge of a mountain and there's no railing and there's a lot of nothing beyond that edge that I'm not comfortable driving in.
0: We decided, and one of our trips into Montana was the Glacier National Park, um, where Jack decided that I would be the passenger so that I could see everything and not have to worry about the driving part, because normally I am the driver and he is an amazing co-pilot, and we've decided that in our relationship, and he's okay with that, so I'm I'm happy with that because I I'm not a fan of his navigating. He's th- driving. No, I don't navigate either. He navigates himself, but he is a good co-pilot because he is a great navigator. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. Both of us touched on our vows that um, part of our life together would be driving. Um, and we I constantly miss turns because we're talking or we're both miss the turns because we're talking, which I feel like I'm doing a lot of this episode. Um but Jack is great at being like, hey, like, go. You're gonna miss the you're gonna miss that turn. It was a good part today. I'm like, I gotta get over sooner or later. Thinking it was like three miles away. He's like, no, try like 02 two. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, like this is gonna be a longer trip home.
1: Usually I give her a little bit more lead time than a quarter mile, but
0: But sometimes it, we're both just in a zone in this Montana trip. We went through so much mountain stuff that we ended up just almost silent for some time of the trip Um, or talking so much through the trip that we were like, wow, we didn't have any service to like, listen to anything. So we just entertained ourselves. So we also wondered how many people could do this as a couple after so many decades together and still enjoy that time.
1: Yeah, and it's it's good to know that you've found your co-pilot. And that's something that we advocate for in um, our relationship is that we, we're, we're co-piloting life rather than being interdependent on each other. We are both still in the driver's seat. And um, where that balance... Um, Becomes lost is where a lot of ma- marriages fail. Um, but that being said, sure, I, I did want to drive, but not because I, I was feeling, oh, the man should drive. I was feeling, I really want my wife to enjoy this scenery. And I, I couldn't do it. I mean, we were five minutes into this, this trip. Um, well, no, I mean, five minutes into the mountainous part. Where, where we got the S-curves and we got the, the the switchbacks and all that kind of stuff that makes makes driving a little bit more interesting.
0: The scenic look.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we, we were at a time where we were lucky enough to have some early snowfall because we went in the very beginning of fall, but that was certainly a possibility because they actually shut down that entire road, like in October. And we were a little bit ahead of that. So, um, not to terrify you, but yeah, they, they close those roads completely because they're completely covered in snow.
0: Was that the one where we got some snow? Yes. Okay. So we get why they would close it down because we just got the drifts of snow over the roads that had already had the snowfall. I'm going down this, but... Glacier National Park is basically um where beautiful beach meets
1: glacier mountains just and, and the Pacific Northwest and the Rocky Mountains and all that combined.
0: But it was just like two beautiful parts of the world that that just met and it was it was just awe inspiring and I was I'm okay with driving, obviously. I like to drive everywhere. But that meant we also were not gonna get any pictures because Jack here is a terrible picture taker.
1: I, I'm I, I admit it. I I actually don't have a good camera on my phone on purpose because I don't want anybody to say, Why don't you take a picture? I can say, No, was, my camera sucks. No, the reality is I suck at taking pictures.
0: <laughs> he sucks uh selfie you know how like your selfie angles are all there he does not have that logic down in place one time my daughter and i wanted a picture of us in her homecoming dress maybe he was literally like holding the camera up high
1: yeah like like above my head what
0: are you doing and he was like i'm taking a picture isn't this how you're supposed to do it from up high we're like Oh my God, that's selfies. This is just a picture of her in her dress. Like, what are you doing? But he continuously does that. So he never has a good, good selfie angle at all. So that's for later discussion. This discussion is how I wanted some of these pictures to exist. And uh, I had to actually like tell him like, roll down the window, zoom in. Okay, I'm going to stop, hit it this way, or just take a video. We'll slow it down later. Or, I mean, obviously, it wasn't going that fast. It was in the mountains, but his ability to hit the camera was, it was rough. So not only am I taking the wheel to not see this, even though I saw it, I'm just going to have to say that to Jack, I did see it. Um, I had to teach him proper passenger camera skills yeah. while I was driving, <laughs> but he is definitely a better passenger than he is a driver.
1: I, I I admit that too. I mean, I enjoy being a passenger because, I mean, hey, what's what's not the like? I mean, you get to sit there, you don't have to do anything, and you can do what basically whatever you want,
0: 100%. within
1: reason. I mean, you you can't like throw stuff at the driver. There, I, I, there I have done a, that though.
0: <laughs> there is a part in our relationship where it wasn't such the best pilot, co pilot job. There was one trip to Florida that was rough. It was at the darker points of our relationship. I laugh about it because it is kind of funny at this point. Okay, so we're driving, and it's on our way home from Florida, and it had been a rough trip. A lot of bickering that <laughs> did not need to happen in hindsight it totally could have been better but we were on our way home and he was i think maps were existing then so he's looking at the map for our way home and we're we're in illinois so like he didn't need to be looking at the map and I was like oh look at that little community college and he's looking at the map like where I'm like it's out the window but he like <laughs> wouldn't look up from the map. It drove drove me crazy because I'm like, this is such a small college. Like, what's the name of it? It's kind of close to us, but kind of far. So I don't think I remember the name of it. But he it he was the best co-pilot that I asked for. But
1: yes, metaphysically speaking, as well.
0: <laughs> such a dork.
1: Well, we're we're getting close, I I think. um, We're
0: getting close, but is it interesting enough? Eh.
1: Is it interesting enough? I
0: don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Well, how how about we just go and um, say, hey, what are some things that we say to each other after 15 years together?
0: You are going to use it. (laughs) before this we have uh, so before this I was like alright review the notes this is what we're going to have to go through because I don't think this is long enough and he said we need to cut this bottom part out and I was like I don't think we're going to have enough so even though he does the audio editing I have to go back to all the previous ones you've listened to (laughs) outline and make sure I move all the stuff we didn't talk about so we have enough context
1: and and I gotta say that it, this this is probably appalling to um, younger people than us. Um, she has all of these podcasts outlined on a notepad, not a, not a whiteboard, not a idea board or anything like that. Nothing digital. This is all manual, old school, breaking it down. Before you're writing a term paper, kind of, this is the way that we learned, people. We were, we were, we had to do everything by hand. We were in the (laughs) age of the typewriter.
0: We've been yelled at by the kids not to bring our age into the podcast, though.
1: Well, I got to say so far, the majority of our listeners are aged 35 to 44. So I was, um, astonished i, I mean it, that something like this finally happened after 15 plus years together i shared the blanket with my wife <laughs> and that sounds so weird coming out of my mouth but you see we've found the perfect sleeping arrangement okay okay <laughs>
0: Leave each other
1: alone. (laughs) Leave each other alone and have your own blanket, for gosh sakes. Nobody sleeps at the same temperature.
0: (laughs) He does not sleep at the same temperature as the rest of the world.
1: I don't need a blanket. I need maybe like a a little... I have a little fleece throw. And my wife has a full down (laughs) comforter. Well, not a full. It's actually a king size comforter for her half of the (laughs) bed. I don't need this blanket, and that's that. Being said, I actually did that night and wrapped myself up in her blanket, and it was surprising to me. Now that shouldn't be something that sh- that should be surprising because, technically, and this is something that we've discussed with our our friends and family is that we we've found it's beneficial to both parties. Why not? Why not have two blankets you don't have to sleep under the same blanket to sleep in the same bed
0: yeah so at one of our parties um not like we're hosting crazy parties but one of our our friends and family parties uh we were talking to a few people and someone said like yeah i was in the bed and i like went under the blanket and she was mad that I like was taking her blanket. And I looked at him and I'm like, well, she should be cause who sleeps with the same blanket. And he was like, what? And I'm like, stop your complaining. And Jack doesn't gun, doesn't touch my blanket.
1: <laughs> dot, dot, dot. The moral of the story. My wife bought said person a new blanket for Christmas.
0: Best gift ever.
1: That's what he said. That's
0: what he said.
1: <laughs> and it's like, follow through on these things. I just couldn't like,
0: think what would be the best Christmas gift for said person. And when I was like, this is gonna be freaking hilarious. And then like, I don't think he got it on Christmas Day. But on like a few weeks, a month, a month later, he was like, best blanket ever. You're Friend keeps trying to steal it from me, and I'm like, Ooh, competition's on. You know, you find that good blanket. Yes. That could be forever, but I found a good co pilot.
1: She just winked. If uh, I can say that out loud, just to give you a little visual, we're not.
0: I also elbowed him because.
1: Yes. So, yes, it was. Enjoy the scenery, everybody. Um, We love you. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in again. We appreciate it so very much. Have a good night. Good day. Midday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere.